Hello beautiful humans and welcome back to another episode of Threads of the Sun. My name is Yosha and I am your host. This is a podcast about strengthening our intuition, unraveling from our conditioning and returning to nature's wisdom. So today we have an extra special guest that I was very honored to have on the show. Her name is Charlotte Victoria, but also goes by the name Blue or Blue Cosmic Eagle. (laughs) Very awesome. Um, We actually go into the story of her name, um, so you'll hear a little bit more about that. But basically, Blue hosts um, an incredible podcast herself called Deja Blue, which is a space to dive deep into the unknown, uh, uncovering the mysteries of unlocking the potential of the human experience. Blue is here to get raw, unscripted, and unapologetic in sharing her own personal journey of awakening into her truth with the intention to help others come home into their heart. So Blue also works with an incredible technology called the Gene Keys, which is what we focus the conversation of this podcast on today. Um, Personally, I came kind of came into this conversation not knowing so much about the Gene Keys. I've been really curious about the Gene Keys for a long time. I know that it is a technology that is sort of a sibling to human design. Um, I'm not sure if many of you out there have heard of human design or have looked into it or even the Gene Keys themselves. Um, but it's a really interesting technology um, that was created by a man called Richard Rudd, which is basically a combination of astrology um, which is why I'm very interested in it, and the I Ching, which is a ancient um, Chinese text. So he's kind of combined these two um, lenses of looking at the world, and it kind of creates a um, hologenetic profile. Anyway, we'll go into it in the in the um, in the podcast, which you'll um, hear Blue speak all about. So it's super super interesting. Um, it's basically yeah a grand synthesis of wisdom um, that will help guide you into a deeper understanding of yourself and your true potential. It is like a precious treasure map into your own DNA. It's super interesting. Um, I'm really, really stoked that Blue came on the podcast and was able to share what she knows about it. Um, and it's a little wormhole that I'm definitely going to um, yeah find myself in. It's really, really interesting. So... Yeah, we obviously speak about what the gene keys are, how they work, how can we use them. Um, And then sort of towards the end of the conversation, we go into um, a bit more about Blue's story and a little bit deeper into Blue's um, life story and how she came to be where she is, um, which is really fascinating. And there's some really beautiful nuggets of gold um, in there as well. So (sighs) thank you so much, Blue, for coming on the show. It was such a pleasure and a joy um to dive into this conversation with you and i really hope this is an enjoyable and informative episode for all of those listening um we also have a lovely little offering for all of the members of my patreon community um blue takes us on a really beautiful guided meditation um so that guided meditation is now available to tune into and listen to on my patreon page so um make sure you check that out after this episode the link is below in the show notes so without further ado this is the podcast with blue you ready uh, i'm ready great <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. You're always like starting. There's always like this like anticipation, don't you reckon? Every time for me. Every time. Every time. Okay. Beautiful blue. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. It's um a bit of a trip to be like seeing your face on my screen right now and to be kind of about to dive into this conversation with you because I've been listening to your podcast for, you know, about a year and I love your energy and I love the vibe that you bring and um, yeah, it's just really beautiful to have you on the, on the show. So welcome. Well, I feel first and foremost, so honored that you asked me to come on your podcast, beautiful podcast. And it feels really good to be on the other side of it and not being the one that does the the intro, but actually getting to answer the question. So it's it's like an exciting little uh, new flash for me. Yeah, fully, fully. It's always an interesting thing when it's flipped the other way around, but it's also really beautiful for me kind of interviewing you as, you know, you being someone who knows like how a podcast kind of runs in the ins and outs. So I'm sure it will flow beautifully. 
I just make it look like I know what I'm doing, but actually, really, I'm still a newbie to all of it. And just on the outside, I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast now, I guess. Okay. Yeah, fully. That's true. I don't know what I'm doing either. We're just making it up as we go, aren't we? Ultimately, we're all just flying on a massive rock, hurling through space in millions of miles an hour. Do any of us really know what's going on? <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so before we kind of dive into the gene keys and just exploring what the gene keys are and what they're all about, um, and how they can be sort of used as a tool to unlock our greatest potential. Um, I just have two little kind of personal questions for you that I'm intrigued about. Um, First of all, where did the name Blue come from? And second of all, I'd love to um, hear what your sun, moon and rising um, signs are. And if you know the house placements too, just for all of the astrologically minded folk out there. Yeah, a little feeling into your energy. I, I have a sense, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'd be, actually, I'd be interested to hear what your sense of it is, and then I can tell you. Okay, I yeah. I, I feel a lot of fire. Um, yeah. potentially <laughs> your face. Um, potentially some Leo or some Sagittarius in there. Um, so we've got Leo and Sagittarius, and then Leo got- Sagittarius, and then I would say water like potentially pi potentially pisces oh you know you were almost on a home run there are you oh. serious <laughs> oh my, you got two that was impressive <gasps> moon, uh scorpio sun sad rising oh wow okay scorpio sun yeah yeah right sad rising leo moon you yeah. want to go deep deep into the <laughs> deep oh, in the deep. Deep and into the waters. Like, Look what I found. <laughs> wow. And my side is like, let's go on adventures and find and go deep and then share it with everyone. Dude, that's a that's that's a potent trio right there. Yeah. Very like creative self-expression, like spontaneous creative self-expression, but then like traversing deep into like the underworld and into the emotional waters. It's like into that transformation and transmutation. And then Sagittarius, like here out into the world, like let me show you this like greater meaning. I can show you the world. (laughs) Wow, cool. Oh, that's you got two out of three. That's impressive. Thank you. Thank you. I'm actually really glad that you asked me what I thought because I've been trying to practice that a little bit lately. And, you know, sometimes you're right on the money and it's like really spooky. And I'm like kind of surprised myself. And I'm like, oh, I actually fucking know this shit. And then sometimes, yeah, you're really off, but it's all a practice. Yeah, exactly. Practice makes perfect. And then to answer your question about the name Blue. Yes. um, Well, first and foremost, I kind of like, never thought I would change my name very happy with the name Charlotte and Mm. um, I had no resistance to be you know having my name and wanting to change it because it was just something I didn't like but um, I was actually in a yoga class I was going through quite a deep transformation at the time I just shaved my head um, Mm. and I um, was at a in a yoga class and I was like getting into warrior two and the jinkies talks about this the epiphanies will just pop in the most random moment and I just was getting into warrior two and I'm like looking in the mirror and I just heard this voice in my head I don't I don't really know where it came from um that was just like your name is blue and I was like blue I don't even like the color blue that much um so I was like thinking about it and I was sitting with it and I went home um I was staying with my dear sister Azria at the time and Azria used to be called Melinda so she's all about name changes and reinventing yourself Mm -hmm. I was like I heard in yoga that my name is blue she was like oh really I was like yeah she goes well you want to try it on for a little bit and I was like I mean I guess and I didn't really you know tell many people about it but she started calling me blue and other people started picking up on it and then I was like but I don't think it's blue with a e on the end like I think it's just blu she was like oh no I like that that's edgy <laughs> that's like, no, with that a little bit. so I started like just kind of like trying on all of a sudden it sort of spread like wildfire mm. and I then um you know was diving into my jinkies and I was looking at my life's work which is my life's work is the number one jinky which is beauty mm. and it says in it if you were to 
summarize this whole gene key, it would be broken down into what you're here to restore on the planet is beauty, love, and unity. Mm. And I was like, wait, that's blue. <gasps> Holy shit. Whoa. <gasps> and that was when it like was confirmation for me. It was like, wait, I can refer to my, I mean, my name is Charlotte. My birth name is Charlotte. That's my heritage. That's where I come from. That's my lineage. My mission is blue to restore beauty, love, and unity on the planet. So I, basically I was called Blue Cosmic Eagle on Instagram. And that is essentially my, and then I found out that my Mayan signature was the Blue Cosmic Eagle. And I was like, it was all these dots were connecting and it was just like crazy synchronicity. So I just named myself Blue Cosmic Eagle on Instagram. I didn't have much of a following at the time. I didn't really think much of it. And then whenever people would introduce me as like Blue Cosmic Eagle, I was like, I kind of just he wasn't fully behind it. It was kind of like this little voice in my head that was like, "Who do you think you are?" <laughs> Blue, cosmic, eagle. I mean, I like, it's pretty so, grand. It's very. It's definitely like putting some big boots on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, it was actually recently I was like, "Blue cosmic eagle doesn't fully resonate," but I do feel like blue is my mission. But Charlotte is, is my heritage and my lineage and it's my ancestral roots and it's my family. And so we decided, I decided um, with my sister, Brianna, um, we were like, what does it look like for the integration of both parts of yourself to come back together again? Um, mm. I shifted my Instagram handle to Charlotte Victoria Blue because it is the full integration of my mission and my heritage. And it's an owning of all of it without pushing any of it out. Um, mm. so I oh, I love like- that. Yeah, my energy's behind it. It's like Charlotte Victoria Blue. And like, yes. So I, I I get called blue and I go by blue. Um, and yet some people call me Charlotte, some people call me blue, and I respond to all of it. <laughs> Great. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Thank you for explaining Beauty, that. That's what it means. Beauty, love, and unity. That's really crazy that that was an acronym. That's that's that shocked me. <laughs> like, right, whoa, that's actually I really crazy. Like, oh, oh, okay. And then yeah. um, I don't know if you have you heard of Elizabeth April? No. With okay, so she's like a, a psychic and she basically has conversations with intergalactic beings. Mm-hmm. And I did a podcast with her yesterday and um, she hadn't put two and two together with my name, but she was like what basically went in and tuned into my field and was like, um, she was like, oh yeah, I, I feel like you came here from, um, and you had blue skin and she wasn't, she was just reading it and she was like, at the end, I was like, yeah, that's why blue. And she was like, oh, I didn't even put two two together. And so there's like these been these like, that's a bit off the wall and requires an open mind for that one. Mm, but mm. Um, it's just all these little pointers of like, mm. there's like a, an essence. It's just a, it's like a vibrational signature and it's mm. a mission as much as it is a name. Cool. Great. Thanks for explaining that. Thanks for Beautiful. <laughs> so blue. Diving into um, the gene keys, it yeah, I to be honest, I don't know much about the gene keys. Um, it's kind of a new thing that's come into my sphere. Maybe I first heard about it maybe six months ago, twelve months ago, maybe at the most. Um, but I recently listened to your podcast that you did with Richard Rudd, who is the founder of the Gene Keys. Um, so I kind of you know learned a bit more about his life story and kind of what the Gene Keys are about a little bit more. But um, yeah, I'd love to hear from your perspective and to, to share with everyone, like, what exactly are the gene keys for those of us that don't know? And um, that's a big question. Um, but I also know it's kind of like a, a, a developmental kind of another branch of human design. Um, yeah. So I was wondering if you kind of elaborate on that and yeah. and, yeah, speak to kind of what the gene keys are. So um, first and foremost, the Gene Keys is a technology that has definitely changed the course of my life in mm. many more ways than one. I can't thank Richard Rudd, who's the founder of the Gene Keys, which he said more than like, I just feel like I'm just so grateful for this man and for his sacrifice of, of opening himself up to creating this text over seven years, essentially. And it is a sibling of human design. If you're familiar with human design, I'm not super familiar with human design. I haven't done an extensive amount of study with human design. Gene mm. keys is a thing that has sort of like initiated me. Mm. Um, and essentially he, gene keys is created from two technologies, astrology, 
which you're familiar with. Oh, la la. And the I Ching. Are you familiar with the I Ching? Um, not entirely, no. I know it's like an ancient kind of Chinese text. That's correct. It's a 5,000-year-old uh, Chinese text created by an emperor, a Chinese emperor. Mm. And it's a breakdown of all 64 archetypes of the human experience. So mm. essentially, when you look outside of yourself and also within, you'll see that we all play archetypes. We've got mm-hmm. the mother, the lover, the student, the teacher, the maiden, the crone, the artist. Like we've got all these different styles and these different archetypes. So essentially when you create, um, so you've got uh, your astrology, the moment you're born, the planetary alignment, cross-section it with an ancient text called the I Ching, go like this, boom. And then it creates what's called your hologenetic profile, which are the 11 archetypes that run through you predominantly. So mm. yes, we're all and yet we have an um, essentially stronger energy in certain archetypes mm-hmm. that is within us so now there's three different ways of looking at each archetype there's the shadow um which essentially is a byproduct of believing other people's stories over our own leaping uh, being life is happening to me uh, I'm a victim of circumstance. I mean, this is essentially a narrative that creates us to operate in a loop pattern that keeps repeating itself until we essentially learn from its lesson. Mm. When we're living maybe a couple of degrees out of alignment with our true authentic nature of who we actually are, believing other people's story over our own, which is also, you know, the moment that we're born. Okay, well, your name is Charlotte and you are this social background and you were raised to this family and this is your religion. And we get these labels and then we become these versions of ourselves that we think will be accepted by society, will think is what success is, is successful. And actually, we're kind of just not in the juice of the feeling of what actually makes us feel alive. Mm. So this is the shadow. Mm-hmm. The gift essentially is another lens is life is happening for me. Um, I, I, I don't know why this may be happening in this moment, but I trusted something greater that the divine unfold, unfolding because hundred percent of the time it's worked out up until this point, life is happening for me so that I can evolve and grow and, and strengthen mm-hmm. my gift because hundred percent of the time it's worked out up until this point. And then we've got the Siddic expression. This is the highest expression, highest vibration. Um, it's available to everybody not everybody's going to choose it in this lifetime and it requires a deep level of self-awareness so for example the people that are tapping into this expression are like the sages and the gurus and the the people that have left left legacies um long after they passed this is like albert einstein you know he's channeling information that's changing the course of humanity and how Mm. we operate in this world um, the beautiful thing about the gene keys and just about human experience is all of us have access to all of it. We can either operate in the shadow, which is usually we don't even know that we're in it, which is why it's unconsciously kind of like creating a prison cell for ourselves. Mm. Or we can operate in the higher expression of a byproduct of self-awareness, but it's a choice essentially. Um, and the key to self, uh, you know, the, the key to moving up that frequency bandwidth is through self-awareness. So the gene keys essentially gives us a map because you've now calculated what's called your hologenetic profile. You now see the 11 archetypes that run through your chart. Now you know, okay, this is my life's work, but this is the shadow that's holding me captive. Once you study it, now you'll see that there's a superpower lying always in the shadow, always, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. But if we're in the shadow, life is happening to me, we can't see the gift of it because we point our blame outside of ourselves and we don't, we give our power away to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But pain is inevitable in this life. That's just mm-hmm. literally common fact that everybody goes through some sort of deep challenge or pain in this life if not many times over and yet how we actually shift into the place of inspiration into the gift is our story around what's happening mm-hmm. and can we see the gift within it mm-hmm. and so essentially the gene keys is a roadmap into your inner engineering so you can inner engineer your external reality boom baby <laughs> boom let's go all day <laughs> It kind of reminds me of like, you know, that saying, um, you know, can you let the trigger be the medicine? That's kind of what it sounds like it is, right? It's like an exploration. Trust the trigger to teach. Trust the trigger to teach. That's what it is. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust the trigger to teach. Yeah. Beautifully put. Um, I'm curious, 
you know, when you were speaking about, um, you know, it's a combination of astrology and I Ching put together, um, the astrological perspective I can understand because, you know, it's the, the moment that we were born, it's the planetary alignments and what was going on. But could you elaborate a little bit more on the I Ching and how that you, you kind of explain there's 64 archetypes and they, you know, we, they live inside of all of us or 64, but how does that kind of, I guess, I guess it's not like a tangible thing that plays out, but could you just elaborate on that a little bit more about the I Ching and how that, that kind of. A really great question. I want to also just give it like the prerequisite. I am zero master of all of this this technology. I am definitely of all of it. Okay. And um, when it comes to the I Ching, um and how it actually breaks it down i actually don't know mm. mm-hmm. um, what i have done my study around is because i'm su- like super open-minded i'm like i find a technology and if it resonates i'm like oh my god this is brilliant yeah yeah uh, what i've actually done with my research is transcribe the whole book into note form and then um i've done hundreds of sessions on people and every single one has been pinpoint accurate so mm. how the I Ching is actually transcribed into a way that it sits with astrology, I don't mm. know the mechanisms of how Richard created that. Right. All I know is that I've read the I Ching, well, I've read parts of the I Ching and understood the archetypal aspect and how it actually cross-sections with astrology, I don't know the mechanism. I guess it's kind of magic, right? <laughs> Maybe yeah. you can't speak to it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what... Um, what Richard would probably say is that it's it's quantum physics and a mechanism there is a mechanism behind it and it's mm. all patterns and numbers mm. how he creates that pattern in number and numbers is so far beyond what I can even comprehend all I know is that the accuracy is off the charts and I run with it great great that's a really great question and I think actually next time I speak to him I'm going to definitely propose that question like cool bit more about like how does the I Ching actually yeah technology yeah great let him know Yosha asked let me know <laughs> coming from a very um airy mind I'm I'm <laughs> I have a lot of air in my chart so I'm always just very inquisitive like how does this actually work um yeah, that's probably I could do a little bit more of that in my chart <laughs> I'm just like this is brilliant let's go <laughs> <laughs> let's run with it babe um so coming back to the is it the hologenetic profile that we yeah. that we each kind of have and so you say we um that's kind of created with 11 we we get kind of presented with 11 archetypes is that what you said is a living archetype what was 11 that? 11 sorry that's probably my Kiwi oh, accent 11, coming yeah. through 11 <laughs> living um yeah so essentially 11 so have you seen your hologenetic profile um I have I pulled it up the other day <clears throat> yeah it's like an interesting kind of um Lots of, lots of and lines and words. Yes, yes. Yeah. So essentially, um, yeah, so there's 11 archetypes that like are predominantly activated within your signature. So right. essentially, you know, we, I, I believe that we came into this life with a specific blueprint, um, you know, and why we chose to incarnate to the parents that we did and, and why do we choose to incarnate in the location that we did and the time that we did. And, and it creates a specific blueprint and a signature. And so essentially mm. the 11 archetypes is that signature mapped out within mm. the whole makeup of the human experience that's available to us with all 64, which is also 64 codons in our DNA. Mm. Um, so there's the same amount of codons as there are is archetypes. Mm. Uh, and then there's the 11 that run through us predominantly, which is what, you know, for example, Leo Moon. Okay, well, I'm here to share. I'm here to, to, to share and be seen or to be mm. the illuminated leader. Okay. And then there's the, and then there's the Scorpio, Scorpio, which I'm so, okay. So not only am I here to share and be seen, but I'm also here to dive to the depths. And like, there's a specific signature in which we sign up for. Mm. And it's really actually, I believe about, I mean, I laid in bed the other night and I was turned to Andre and I was like, so really what kind of happened, I think, is that <laughs> we came to this earth and we incarnated into these like tiny little baby bodies. And but the memory that we had was too much information for that baby body. So we had to wipe it because otherwise that it's like it's like having a small hard drive, but having so much information, it would it would short circuit it. So it's got to come into this baby's body and completely forget what we signed up for. Mm. And then our responsibility in this life is to remember again. Yeah. And then remember, share it. 
we fully, yeah. Reach the universe to have our back, and then the universal nature starts flowing for us as opposed to against us because we're in service not only to ourselves but to the whole as a byproduct. Mm. And that remembrance is then remembering and activating others to to support that remembrance too. Mm. Um, and Andrew was like, "Interesting late night thoughts, Blue." <laughs> All right, babe. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so, James. <laughs> oh no, I love that. Yeah. The eleven archetypes is a is a roadmap into remembering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I was wondering, could we unpack one gene key? Like, is that is that a thing? Can we do that? Yeah. Cool. Great. I'm just gonna. Of course, it's a thing. So, there's 64, right? Um, I'm going to be a little bit selfish here because I pulled my profile up the other day and, you know, showed me with my four. So I was wondering maybe if we could unpack one of one of mine and you could share, I guess, what the shadow and the gift and what was the third thing that you mentioned? City? City. City. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's like the highest vibration. That's like, yeah, it's everything in our reality is vibratory. Like this pen is Mm. really just a byproduct of many molecules vibrating at a certain frequency that creates the illusion that it's solid mm. um so everything is is operating from a vibratory vibratory state and um our thoughts our emotions everything is a frequency so essentially mm. you want to create a higher frequency reality well actually it's the the, the opportunity to shift the frequency is, is found in the mundane it's like my first 20 minutes of my day, do I make my bed? How I interact with every person? What's on my plate? Who do I follow on social media? Like all of these yeah. decisions is from a place of expansion or contraction coming from either a place of self-awareness or unconscious pattern. Mm. And so there's, there's an opportunity to move up the frequency bandwidth or down the frequency bandwidth. And it's found in the mundane mm. um, over a long period of time that eventually creates our life. And then eventually everything in our reality would either reflect a higher frequency state or a lower frequency state. Mm. And it's due to a, a level of awareness um, mm. around it. But this is not something that we're taught. Mm. We're taught to feed into the Maya, the great illusion mm-hmm. that's on the planet, which feeds continues to feed separation and division. And it's like, um, well, actually we're here to remember they're all intricately interconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, how we treat others is how we get treated in return. So essentially it's returning to wholeness um, is our journey here. Indeed. Um, so it's like, you know, we like the city state. If you want to access that, well, it's found in the mundane, mm. and it's mm-hmm. found every day in every single moment because the only moment that we have for the rest of our lives is right now. Mm-hmm. So, what are we feeding? Fully, each moment. Hey, it's it's a choice. It's either it the sacred is the mundane. That's the, the mundane is the sacred. It's 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 one and the same. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, the sacredness is found in the mundane, and it's like that beautiful uh, sort of kind of like um uh contradictory a little bit because it's like oh mm-hmm. well, i think if i create this or I achieve that or i get up on this stage or i have this many followers and i do this and then i'll create success yeah but that's also expectation in the gene keys because it's called waiting expectation station yeah right because something is outside of ourselves we're fooling mm-hmm. ourselves for the rest of mm-hmm. our lives and that's mm-hmm. actually very damaging over a long period of time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's here right now this is it all we have for the rest of our lives right now uh- this is it well let's unpack a gene key I'm really excited to hear what you have to say and to kind of unpack one um I don't know if there'd be one in particular that would be best to unpack like when I pull up my profile it gives me you know my life's work my evolution my radiance and my purpose so what's your life's work can I give you can I give you my radiance 22 22 Yes. Or my life's work is um, 45. Okay. Well, if you want to do radiance, we can do radiance because I just literally broke this down yesterday. So it's really fresh for me. Great. Let's, yeah. Hit me with the freshness. Amazing. Hit me with the fresh one. (laughs) Hit me with your best shot, Blue. All righty. So gene key number 22, we're looking at the shadow of dishonor, the gift of graciousness and the civic expression of grace, um, which is powerful. Okay. So we're looking at um, the shadow where dishonor. Okay. So dishonor, we all have a preconceived notion of what we think dishonor is. Mm. Um, 
However, um, a lot of the words that we're reading the gene keys may have a slightly different meaning of what we think they are because words are obviously subjective to our projection of what we think that is. Yeah. So it's always good to, instead of just reading the word and then creating like a narrative around what we think it is, actually really to dive into it and break it down. Um, and it might, might surprise you what you think that word is. Mm-hmm. So Dasana essentially is um, where we forget that we are intricately connected to the Akashic records. And are you familiar with what the Akashic records are? Uh, I kind of know what they are, but I haven't really like dove deep into kind of inquiring too much about it. But I know it's kind of this like universal kind of collective consciousness where past, present, future exists all at one time and everything that's ever happened is exists there. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> the way you this you even realize. Um, it's actually, it's like, it's like almost like a giant iCloud. Um, yes. But uh, uh, consciousness and Essentially, anything that ever has been and anything that ever will be is stored in the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. And so also the Akashic Records are directly inter- interconnected with karma. So when we're in our dasana, we actually forget that every single one of our actions is recorded and has to, by nature, return to its place of origin. Mm. So if we are having an emotional state, we're feeling anger, we're feeling jealousy, we're feeling like whatever it is, and and more of the negative emotional charge. Where we dishonor is if we express that emotion by projecting onto somebody else. Mm. This is the reason why it happened, or this is why I'm like this, because this happened to me in my life, or um, I feel sadness because he did this to me, or like, it's just this kind of energy that goes like that, right? And essentially the dishonor is realizing that this person is a teacher for you to have a look at this piece within you. And the second the energy goes out like this, you give all your power away to do anything about it. And through the law of karma, it has to keep presenting itself until you turn the finger inwards. So- Yes. <laughs> Not only do you dishonor yourself, you dishonor the other person, and then the cycle has to keep playing out. So it's a forgetting and it's a dishonoring that the only way that we're actually going to transmute the emotion is first and foremost, can you not judge yourself for feeling that way? That's the first piece. Mm. Is can I actually acknowledge the most sacred thing is what is, and this is presenting itself for me to feel it in its entirety, to transcend it. The second piece to shift from dishonor into grace is taking full ownership of the experience and transmuting it through alchemy, not through projection. Oh, okay. And you can alchemize it through art. You can alchemize it through dancing, through singing, through breath work, through touching and connecting with yourself, through sound and moving it through sound, through going for a run, through beating the shit out of your pillow, right? Like if whatever emotion it is that needs to be moved through, it needs to be felt in its entirety, not bypassed, mm. but also not projected. Because the second it's projected, now you're feeding the dishonor frequency which is keeping you into victim state, which why the same relationships keep presenting themselves or why this cute pattern keeps presenting itself. Your evolution or your radiance, sorry, what's going to make you very magnetic is that you actually, when you shift into the grace, graciousness frequency, the way that you process, it's not that you don't experience emotional experiences, it's the way that you process them. People start witnessing and honoring that because you're not projecting while feeling all of it. Mm. Now you become a place of insight and guidance and wisdom for others because it's not that you don't feel it, it's how you process it that you exuded a large amount of grace. Mm. Now you become very powerful because you're a woman that has embraced all of your emotions, but honoring it through the alchemy of your own process, essentially being the shaman of your own experience. And now all of a sudden you're someone that feels it all while being incredibly graceful. Wow. (laughs) What that's going to do is that's going to activate your podcast, your YouTube channel, your teachings, your space holding, whatever endeavor it is that you choose to pour your heart and soul into from a place of graciousness, Mm. become very magnetic to others because everybody on this planet has the shadow, but not everybody on the planet has the awareness of how to transmute it gracefully. Wow. Okay. So your radiance, magnetic field, your radiance now goes up because of an internal process that you've shifted through a lens of self-awareness. Oh, wow. I just got so many shivers down my body when you were speaking. Like 
there's like one, there's been one kind of incidents in my life where I guess I'm still kind of working through that dishonor. I had kind of this experience of, of this kind of dishonor and felt quite disrespected. And I, I've for a long time pointed the finger mm-hmm. and where the fuck has it gotten me? Just more of the same shit. <laughs> it just comes back around, comes back around. And um, it's been a long, a long process of, of, of being in that emotion and trying to transmute it. And I feel like I'm getting closer and closer, but it's, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's beautiful to hear you kind of put it like that and to, to understand the kind of, yeah, mechanism of how that works. And just like through that process of, of alchemy, it's just really interesting. Also, when you say like alchemizing that through like art or movement or dance or some kind of therapeutic internal process, it's really interesting. Like all of my astrology readings that I've had with some of my teachers, they all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, some sort of like art therapy, dance therapy, movement therapy. Like this is what's what you're kind of here to do. So, yeah. Like, you know, even if it was like feeling like all of the emotions and just getting your pen and paper out and writing everything down, even from the place of anger, like, fuck you, how could you have done that? Da, 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 da. And mm. then literally transmute and alchemize the emotional process get it out mm. but by going I shouldn't feel this way I'm too spiritual to feel this then we're actually bypassing ourselves and it's another form of dishonor so it's like it's like can I actually feel all of it let it out go don't try and be whitewashing it with spiritual or like trying to like make this all polite and stuff it's like go feel it Ugh! And then mm. don't send it from that place mm-hmm. because that person's doing the best they can with the awareness that they have. And actually they're your teacher for you to look at this pattern so you can transcend it and therefore no longer karmically attract these relationships. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, now it's so powerful. Vibrating in your aura of your graciousness of how mm. you navigate this. And mm-hmm. that's when you become a powerful guide for other people. Mm-hmm. that's your radiance right so, so it's like what you emanate yeah okay so you have the radiance and then you have your life's work and your evolution and your purpose mm-hmm. and that essentially that's the the four pieces that they're going to give you the summary of on the website so yeah if you are tuning in you know at home and you're like oh how did she even get this information yeah um uh essentially what you want to do is you want to go to genekeys.com um and because of my accent and also your accent we've all got accents but like <laughs> it can sound like jinkies um and uh it could sound like what jink jink well like because of my accent some people are like jinkies what's a jinky jinky um, yeah right um, mine's like, G- yeah. Gene, like genetics g uh yeah g-e-n-e and then keys k-e-y-s mm-hmm. um and so it's genekeys.com and then you'll just basically put in like you'll t- press the tab free profile and then you'll put in your birth information and then once you put in your birth information um it will pull up your free profile and that's what you're breaking down now is those four segments which is essentially the activation sequence which is the outside mm-hmm. um and then when you get that free summary you can read through that and that's just a free little bit from richard that he has popped on the website and then when you want to dive deeper you can buy the book there's a there's mm-hmm. an old um, account and then on the actual website it'll show you how to break down your own profile and that's how i started like nobody mm-hmm. talked Mm. I didn't have a clue that came in and was like, this is what I can read from your chart. Like I, I just literally sat in front of it and read it and read it and read it. And then mm. mm-hmm. had epiphany after epiphany after epiphany. And I was like, oh my goodness. And after years of study of it, then that's when I started guiding other people into it. Yeah. Beautiful. Cause the, those four, what was it? The activation sequence, yeah. those four kind of main things, like from those places, there's like I mean, I don't know too much about it, but they kind of all activate different parts of each other, right? And then there's like different threads from one to the other and to connect it. It gets right? very complex. So, yeah. If we find a core wound, that's going to be touching everything. It can mm. be as like that. Like it can, it can any like essentially, yeah, a core wound and the SQ, the spiritual intelligence, that's the right at the core of the jinky chart. So that's right in the middle. Mm. Um, and that literally touches everything. So we have a core wound that happened to us, you know, essentially maybe a wound or um, a challenge that happened to us at the age of six years old, but then we like had a defense mechanism that I'm not going to process this right now. And I'm just going to push that away and suppress mm. it 
the tools to navigate it right now, but now we're in our thirties and all of a sudden we're so triggered by this one thing that just keeps popping up and it keeps resurfacing. And it's like, I don't even know where this is coming from. I don't know why I get this feeling so much. Mm. It's probably got a stem that's coming right from that core wound. Mm. And that's why we inner engineer is like, in the shamanic realm essentially time doesn't exist and uh, well i mean shamanic and this realm is time is an illusion in the sense that we can actually regress to the age of six years old and rewrite that narrative mm. and then come back here and then reclaim more of us as well so that mm. the inner work is is so important <laughs> mm, it is the most important work um i would love to book in a session with you i feel like i'd love to dive in and like just i'm really open to it. i'm really curious um oh, let's do it let's Let's do it great the other thing I wanted to ask you about was um I think what what really intrigues me about it is um I think I heard Richard speak about it in your podcast with him is that it's a contemplative practice which I really like so I was wondering if you could just kind of explain a little bit more about what that means for it being a contemplative practice so for example, we just went into GQ22 and scratched the surface, super basic, just a nice little summary to give you like a deeper understanding of that GQ and an example for everyone that's listening at home. Okay, so there's one thing for you to be like, huh, I see why I'm actually leaking my energy and I'm blaming something outside of myself and I'm, and I'm, I'm pointing outwards and I can see where I can turn that back in and start to actually move through this in a graceful way. Nice. Now that's one thing, right? You've understood it on an intellect level. Mm it still sits up here it's not integrated you haven't made any actions that are different to what you were doing earlier yet right because the ceremony actually starts when you turn this podcast off and you go into life that's the ceremony Mm. Um, and so the contemplative part of this is that you get a chunk you see how it applies to your life and then you close it close the conversation out and now it's up to you to create a new way of doing things that will actually anchor in a new reality if we want to create a difference a different experience from us being in this loop pattern but we have the same mentality that got us into it we're not going to get out of it Mm. so the contemplation is to go okay i see why i'm blaming oh now here comes the trigger now this is where the jedi actually starts this is where the 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 the, um the dojo is is that Mm. it's so easy to talk about it now that you're not triggered it's so easy when that person's not in your field and you can be like oh i understand that but Mm. now cue that person and they're standing in your face and they're angry now are you going to be able to tap into uh, the graciousness frequency or are you going to stay in the dishonor of getting angry back at them and putting fuel on the fire Mm. Mm. okay so you have a choice point oh but all of a sudden I remember what Blue said on that call. I have an opportunity to shift the timeline here. Mm. So I'm not going to react. I'm not going to dishonor this person. I'm not going to dishonor myself by giving them my power away and staying in your center, not taking it personally. Mm. Okay. So that one shift all of a sudden now creates a new response, a new relationship dynamic that has been born within that, that old frame. Mm. It's contemplation. This mm. is the art of contemplation. It's a shift from intellect into the intelligence of who I am by default. Mm -hmm. So essentially we see, you know, plant medicines out in the world or doing a a session with the gene keys and, or doing an MDMA therapy session, all of a sudden your heart's super activated and you're getting all of these insights and all of these downloads, but then the medicine wears off and you don't do anything to shift your everyday reality. Mm -hmm. That's not integration. And that's why we have so many essentially, you know, psychedelic spaces that, they're not putting any emphasis on the integration process. And then all of a sudden we have two people out in the world. There's the person in ceremony and there's the person that's flicking someone off while they cut them off in the, in the street. We haven't learned the insights. Yeah. 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 The integration is like the most important part. <laughs> it's, it's the most important part. Otherwise yeah. Right. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so essentially. is integration. Essentially. Yes. 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 That makes sense. It's kind of the art of the art of wisdom. Hey, really? Yeah. Yeah. And then like. <clears throat> the jinkies is so dense and so thick if you have the book it's like this bit right mm. it would be it would do nobody any help just to go through the whole jinkies book and and just be like oh i have it now in my mind it's like no get a chunk get one sphere mm. get your rate, study it do a session whatever it is and then go out into life and watch how it presents itself and shift mm. the narrative and shift mm. the narrative and it's found in the mundane mm. and all of a sudden go back when you are ready to receive the next piece of wisdom and integrate it Mm. it's 
can take years of practice. Oh yeah, it's a lot. It's a life's work. Hey, life's but that's what work. I that's what I love about astrology too. You know, and like reading, um, you know, birth charts and obviously looking at my own birth chart and kind of it's a similar kind of practice of contemplating that. Um, you know, looking at where my where my planets lie and what, what house they're in and what aspects are into other you know communication to other planets and how that affects me and da 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 da. But I really like the gene keys in the in the sense that it gives you the shadow and the gift. So, you know, the lower vibration and the higher vibration. So you can see when that kind of plays out, it's very, it makes it very clear. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just like such a permission slip that nobody got left out. Nobody got left out in having a superpower. Nobody. Mm. If you're on this planet and you're alive, you have a superpower inside of you. And it gives that permission slip of going, okay, it's, it's literally shifting my internal conversation around the challenge that's in my life, realizing that your greatest challenge is also simultaneously your greatest gift. Mm. And by, for me studying the gene keys, I see people through the lens of what's the superpower in this. And through studying the gene keys, whenever something comes up in my life and it, I don't understand it in the moment and it creates tension, I look for the super gift or the superpower that's within it, as mm. opposed to having the lens of just like, oh, this is happening to me and there's nothing I can do about it, which over a long course of time mm. changes the whole reality. Mm. It is a superpower. It's so amazing. Thank you for, for, yeah, just sharing what you did. I know we only scratched the surface, but um, I'm super intrigued. It's, it's really fascinating. Um, but before we kind of run out of time, I would love to just ask you kind of a few more little, I guess, personal questions. I'm just intrigued about you and your life and how you kind of got to where you are. And um, yeah, so I was wondering if maybe you could just share like kind of where you grew up, a little bit of your backstory and maybe just like some of the pivotal points that kind of led you to where you are now which is just like indefinitely in your radiance and like I feel in your purpose and you know I just I love the energy that you bring and I love the work that you do and um, I'm always intrigued to hear how you know what people's kind of stories were and how they got to where they were what happened to you yeah how how did you do it what were the choices you know what were your what were your struggles and what were your yeah moments that led to superpowers exactly Um, I just did a TEDx talk about this. Oh, oh my God. I wanted to ask you about that too. Yes. About what your, what your TED talk was about. Cause I, was, I saw it on Instagram yesterday. And I was like, whoa, blue, fuck yeah. <laughs> you didn't manage to, you didn't see the TEDx talk yet. Though. I haven't watched it yet. No, maybe I should just watch that, but I guess. Um, well, no, because then, because there's people that I guess will tune into this podcast that, that won't have watched it. So I can tell yes. the story. Again. I just right. don't want to sound like a broken record to you because essentially my TEDx talk was a bit about my journey and then how I came across the Gene Keys and then the wisdom of the Gene Keys and then I came okay. out with singing a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely check it out after the podcast if you can. Um, but okay, so um, my story in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, big question. To- big question, but you know, whatever comes, whatever yeah. feels. Perfect. Uh, born and raised in Manchester, England, um, born into a beautiful family, um, mother, father, brother, and uh, went to a very sort of rigorously strict but beautiful simultaneously boarding school in the UK. Um, mm. And uh, my upbringing was definitely very unique in the sense that it was a military based boarding school. Oh, wow. Um, we had to wow. choose whether to be in the Air Force or in the Army. Um, I enrolled into the Air Force and was in the Air Force for a couple of years. At the age of 17 years old, I was flying planes. Like, Whoa! Was, yeah, very, very interesting background. Um, upbringing. Uh, beautiful, very blessed in that regards. Um, and then about five years ago, I mean, there's so many mini details in all of this, of course, um, but about five years ago, I was diagnosed, my brother and I were both diagnosed with a hereditary hearing disorder. Um, and so essentially both him and I um, were diagnosed that we are going deaf. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So that was part of it. And then that sort of took me into like a kind of like a, just a low point in my life of like, okay, I'm 25 years old and I'm going deaf. This is really not ideal. (laughs) This is not how I saw my life going. Mm -hmm. Um, And so essentially I spent a lot of time alone as my hearing was getting worse and worse. I just started getting like a large amount of social anxiety, going out in public, um, having conversations with people was just like, 
like it was like a puppet show um, oh okay yeah no word recognition really on the beginning and the end of the words um essentially the the results of the hearing test was that i was um going deaf on my high tones but i'm like above average on my low tones so essentially the high tones is the the beginning and the end of the words it's the word recognition and the low mm. tone is the sound of the word so about it in the in the ted talk of like um like you know I, it would take me into some very interesting directions with what i was hearing what was actually being said mm, i remember mm-hmm. you know my, my, my friend turned to me and she was like oh the insects are the, in the room are driving me nuts like the flies the insects you're like what insects <laughs> told me the incest in the room was driving her nuts so right yeah for the rest okay. of the evening I was like on a completely different page and I was like this girl's talking about incest in this room I don't really know what's happening anymore <laughs> and I just this is just these ex- examples where I was just felt like I was losing touch with reality mm. and uh, so I spent a lot of time alone um I didn't go out very often and um that was when I I quit my job um, I was working in a uh, as a production production manager for an events company and a lot of it was walkie-talkie and over headphones and I was not really picking up what was going on anymore so I I, I quit my job um also I was not really super fulfilled and then I started creating and painting and drawing and that was when I kind of like started creating my own world Mm. Um, and I created a world of beauty and art and I everything became my canvas and when I was painting I'd have to face off the reality that I was losing my hearing Mm. Um, and uh, then that was when um, Amir came into my life and he brought Tribal Markers, which is all about body art and adorning people. And it was about the tool of human connection. So I started painting on, uh, on my friends and then that re- led me into realizing that actually 93% of communication is nonverbal and it's all energetic. And mm. um, so it tapped me into like a deeper way of connecting with people than I was even connecting with them before. Mm. And then realizing that actually, you know, our greatest, fear um can also be our greatest gift and it was the thing that I could actually bring and and as Albert Einstein says energy can never be created nor destroyed only changed in form so if my energy was no longer going towards my hearing where was it going and it was going to my extra sensory perception of, of, of feeling which is a sixth sense that most of us don't tap into because we don't have to but yet it's actually one of the most telltale like it tells it's like a truth filter you know words Ooh, lie. yeah 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 People yeah lie. Whether consciously or unconsciously, we lie a lot. Um, how yeah. are you doing? I'm fine. Like, mm-hmm. no, you know, I can't wear the picture mm-hmm. people. Fully. Right? Um, yeah. yeah. So I got I got gifted a truth filter. And um, that was when I, like, decided to not give into the fear. And I, and I went traveling around the world. And I um, visited children in um, Nepal. And I went backpacking through Nepal on my own. And I went to the orphanages. And I painted murals. And... Um, I shaved my head and I changed my name and I just was like, let's go. Like, I don't have tomorrow guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. I might not even be able to hear my own voice next week. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but all I have is right now. And so I started going in directly into the eye of fear. And then that was when I came across Jinkies. And mm. uh, I realized that one of my programming partners is deafness. And um, deafness is the shadow of not listening to yourself and listening to societal's projection of what society wants you to be. And actually like becoming deaf to your own wisdom what's on the other side of deafness is epiphany and insight and I realized that I had been given a truth filter to feel beyond the words Mm. and um, I it took me in the direction of the shamanic world and I started putting the right frame around my already existing piece of artwork as opposed to not having a frame for it and therefore it's losing its value value. Mm, that's when I, you know, I enrolled into uh, the shamanic, it's called the Earth Temple School of Shamanic Arts. And I went to the Amazon jungle and I worked with the Shipiba lineage and um, studied with uh, ayahuasca, um, sat with ayahuasca uh, for a month straight while doing a water fast. And like, I mean, I just went in, I was like, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but I'm going to go all the way in right now. <laughs> So Whoa. I was just like, gonna say that's fucking Scorpio sun coming out right there through and through <clears throat> uh, so I started studying with the world of the plant worlds and psychedelics and like getting and changing my lens of my of my superpower mm. giving mm. it the right 
like the right lens while simultaneously purging all of the sadness and the uncertainty out of my being. And, um, <clears throat> and that's what led me to the Gene Keys. And then when I started activating my own superpowers, that's when I was like, not people, not enough people know about this text. Like, mm. so I devoted my life to navigating the shamanic realm, to supporting people to transmute um, suppressed trauma and to reframe their superpowers. Um, and I work with people one on one, and um, I have a podcast and all about storytelling and mm. public speaking, and just did the TED talk and. There's a, a lot of beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gifts that are opening up now on the other side mm. of what could have been seen as one of the worst things that ever happened to somebody. It's like, oh, mm. lose a sense, but mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. gain a sense. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really interesting. Um, I didn't know that story about, about your hearing. Like, how's your hearing now? I'm curious. Um, I'm about 70% deaf in both ears. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But you yeah. but you seem you seem to like hear okay and like pick up everything I'm saying and you're like you're very you're very quick, you're very switched on, you're very like you reply so you don't really miss much from what I can feel. Um so I guess you've a, just practiced to you don't have hearing aids or cochlear implant or anything like that. I did hearing aids for two weeks. I did a trial and I hated them. Mm. It's like these little microphones on the on the outside of the ear and then they speaker on the inside. So anything, my hair brushing over it, noise clanking it. I'm like, oh get these little tiny pieces of machines out of my head. Mm. Um, I just really did not resonate with them. Um, my hearing works best. So because of the way that it's set up, I am uh, almost um you know fully deaf on my very high tones. I don't hear like you know car beeping um my dog crying um if the i don't know just certain like certain high pitches like i'm completely mm. deaf to it mm. um however <clears throat> how i set it up for example is okay everything i think through the lens of how i'm going to hear in this perceive this you and i having a conversation right now there's no background noise so the background noise is the low tone because i'm above average on the low tone if i have ac running right now it would drown out your voice because mm. it will override the higher pitch of your of your voice. Mm. But because um, it's completely quiet in my house, the only sound that is coming is your voice. Mm. So I can pick up on it. But the second you and I go into a public place, forget about it. Mm. I can imagine that would be a bit more challenging. Yeah. Imagine not only you and I are in a public place, but you're wearing a mask. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I can't travel anywhere without a translator. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't travel alone anymore. Um, yeah. I actually do experience pretty high levels of anxiety when I'm at an airport, mm. for example, because my whole reality has to be perceived through somebody else, mm-hmm. and that's very discombobulating. It's like, oh yeah, it has to be my translators, and they're asking me important questions like, "Do you have explosives in your suitcase?" <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Well, they're not, I don't even know they've said anything, you know? And I'm yeah. saying, Andre's got to be like fully with me the whole time. Yeah. No, I love the way you put it around this like kind of extrasensory, like kind of sixth sense kind of vibe because that's, um, my, so my mom, my mom's deaf. She's fully deaf um, and she was born deaf. Yeah. yeah. So, and she's an incredible, amazing powerful woman and you know it's interesting sometimes when I tell people they're like oh I'm so sorry and I'm like nah man like you got nothing to be sorry about like she she fully she's like she's so strong fully owns it she's like I'm deaf this is my identity how am I going to work with this like she sees it as her superpower too and you know growing up with a deaf mother I think that's really impacted me in a really positive way like through my childhood um you know she was signing to me before I was speaking so I was like communicating through you know visually Um, And then just kind of witnessing her and how she moves through the world. Um, You know, when you lose one of your senses, all of the other ones are heightened. So her visual, um, you know, sense is like, she'll see someone falling off their bike, like way over there. And I'm just like, whoa, how the fuck did you see that? Um, Or this, you know, this like truth filter, like you, like you say, it's, it's, it's a, it's a feeling, it's a sense, like something else is heightened. And I think, I've witnessed that in her and it's a certain type of magic. Um, And I think growing up with a mother who um, is kind of tapped into that has kind of opened up those doors for me as well. So like, I really feel you when you're, when you kind of were explaining that Um, I really feel you and understand it's a beautiful thing. It's actually a beautiful thing. 
It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I, I'm so happy that you just told me about that story about your mother. She sounds exquisite and so graceful. And, <laughs> uh, essentially, this is where, you know, the opportunity of the oracle or the seer, like usually depicted in the archetypal stories, um, an oracle or a seer, they're usually like, if it's a seer, they're blind and they see with their third eye. Right. The oracle, you know, usually has some sort of impediment, um, uh, so be able to tap into the foresight or the wisdom. And mm. um, so it's always, there is always a gift and not everybody is willing um, or has the awareness to be able to truly see it like that. And mm. the fact that your mother is owning it, is tapping into her grace and her beauty and she's influenced you in such a powerful way with her superpower. Um, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to unravel about you. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh, oh, what's your so mother's good. name? Do you mind saying it? Her name's also Yosha. Really? Yeah, we have the same name. <laughs> changing, slightly confusing, I'm sure, but really beautiful. Yeah, but also not that confusing because she's deaf. So when people are like, hey, Yosha, oh, right. it's like she can't hear. So it's like, cool, you know, and I refer to her as mom, like mama, oh, you know, yeah, so I um, I you know what I mean? Yeah. And she also kept her maiden name. She's also like a bit of a feminist like that. She's like, I'm not going to fucking take your name. I'm going to keep mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have a different last name. Um, so it makes it easy when bail comes and stuff. But yeah, we have the same name, Yasha. Oh, what a beautiful family. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, bless her. Thank you so much for sharing that little snippet of her magic. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being the gateway into that. Um. Well, we are kind of closing in on our hour here and thank you so much for just joining me. I've had like the best time talking to you. I was like a little bit nervous in the beginning. So I was like, you're so amazing. Like you're so quick, like fast speaking and just like really eloquent with your words and, you know, just like been listening to your podcast for a while. And so it's just like, obviously like in the beginning, there's always a little bit of like nervous kind of energy and we've never met before and how's this going to go and like, but it's just been really great. Like I really, yeah, vibe in our energy together. And it's oh. been such a such an honor to have you on. So thank you so much. Oh, well, absolutely my pleasure. And I really believe that anything and everything that you create uh, is just going to be very successful because you've, you've got the secret sauce and not everybody has activated it. So you've definitely mm. activated it. And I really, really am happy that you have a podcast and that there's another voice out in the world that is speaking in the name of liberation mm. and wellness and empowerment and it's going to take an army and I'm so happy that you're on the team (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah thank you Blue um so just to end like how can people find you your work um listen to your TED talk find your Instagram book in a gene key session with you all the things please share Um, so I have a podcast as well mm-hmm. um, and the podcast is called Deja Blue like Deja Vu but Deja Blue a little play on words um, like we've done this before kind of thing um, <laughs> and that's streaming on all uh, platforms um, as well as a YouTube which um, I think I should know this but I think my YouTube name is Blue Cosmic Eagle um, mm on youtube but um maybe not it's it's all in the link in my bio and my instagram handle is charlotte victoria blue um c-h-a-r-l-o-t-t-e victoria blue and there in the link tree you can access my website and um which is bluecosmiceagle.com and then that's where you can book a session i do do one-on-one sessions uh, for gene keys i don't know how much longer i'll be doing that for mm. uh, because the schedule is starting to get really busy um and so i'm starting to do less and also just one-offs and more of like the packaging experiences but right now it is still available so um uh, you can check out the gene key sessions and we do one-on-one deep dives and that's like a two-hour via zoom fully recorded experience um, of diving into your life's work through the gene keys and how to activate the potential within it and giving you the right frame. Um, And yeah, website is everything's on there. Um, And that's my Instagram. Yeah, I think that's pretty much, pretty much covers it. I think you'll find me. Yeah. 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 I'll leave all the links to all of that in the, in the show notes um, below as well. So, and I highly recommend to anyone listening to check out blue and her work and her podcast. It's really fucking great. It's really great. Thank you you for sharing your wisdom today. Really, really appreciate it. Um, 
is there anything that you'd like to kind of finally end on anything that you're like that's alive for you right now or that you're feeling really inspired by or just a few words or a, a little whatever you to want wrap it up um just to give it a bit of a summary um from this podcast like if you're listening to this and you feel like you don't like there's something like that you haven't found your thing or you're not really sure what sense of direction or like um I think it's really important for first and foremost you to remember that you do have a superpower inside of you like that exists in mm. every single person and there are many tools many tools we've talked about a couple on this podcast to find what that is um but it's always been within you since birth and it usually is found from the place of where your heart starts to pump a little bit faster and it's found in the feeling of expansion so nobody got left out and um mm. through these kind of podcasts and through exposing ourselves to other people that are really starting to walk in the path of the things that it, it inspire us this is a direction that that can be led into finding our own goals so may this podcast be an invitation for you to realize that you have a superpower and i'm so 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 grateful on behalf of the earth and all of the creatures when you find it and share it mm, beautiful thank you that's a good reminder good note to end on yeah. um I guess one final thing um, for everybody listening who is a part of my Patreon community, Blue is going to be offering a beautiful um, guided meditation for my community members over there. Um, if you'd like to just share a little bit about the meditation or what you, what you kind of kind of drop into, that'd be awesome. Amazing. Uh, well, usually I like to, when I do meditations or prayers, um, it probably more in, be in the direction of like a guided meditation prayer. Um, mm. just open up my channel and see what wants to come through um, and what's alive in the moment so um, I think we can just do that and we can like play into the unknown and see what wants to come through but if you're not a part of the Patreon you're going to miss this they should probably join the Patreon. <laughs> you should probably jump on this because it's going to be hot <laughs> it's, it's going to be good all right beautiful I'm really grateful for you for you um, stepping in and offering that to my community as well and I'm sure everybody there is going to be super grateful to tune in so I'm excited to drop into that with you after this. Um, and yeah, again, just thanks for joining today. And yeah, it's been such a pleasure and an honor. Thank you, Blue. Oh, my pleasure too. <laughs> All right, that's it, lovelies. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. And remember to check into Patreon if you would like to tune into this beautiful guided meditation led by Blue. I highly recommend it. Um, it's really gorgeous. And also be sure to check out the other episodes of this podcast for some more magic. And follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. Um, I do share a lot more frequently in that space. You can find me at Yosha Layton. And then there's the link to the Threads of the Sun um, Instagram as well. And the link to my Instagram is in the show notes below. And speaking of Instagram, if you did enjoy this episode, um, if you found some, some value in it or you just enjoyed it, um, feel free to share this episode on your Instagram story and tag me in it so I can share and spread the love. And um, yeah, please share it around with a friend or two that you think may enjoy it as well. Um, your support on Patreon and also your support in sharing this podcast and these episodes with friends and family um, through your socials or whatever, um, it really, really helps me out. So it's very, very much appreciated. I am sending you all so much love and I'll see you in a few weeks for a brand new episode. Mm -hmm.